Hey, this is Russell Todd from Friday the 13th, Part 2. He knows you're alone in Chopping Mall. And you're listening to Gag Me With a Knife. For he's a jolly good fellow. For he's a jolly good fellow. What, what, what the hell are you singing? Uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. What? No, that's, that's not the song. Uh, she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. Hey, hey. Coming round the mountain when she comes. Yeehaw. Is that <laughs> it? Song. Yeah, so we will explain that later. But uh, until then, hey, guys, it's your favorite final boy and girl, Alex and Emily, coming at you in a new episode of Gag Me With a Knife, a weekly podcast where we dissect, disembowel, and shred the best and worst slasher movies. For today's episode, we're going to be gagging on 1989's Moonstalker, which, despite the somewhat misleading title, is not a werewolf movie and has absolutely nothing to do with wolves at all. So, uh, as always, Emily has the original and priceless VHS copy, so let's hear what the back of that box says. So I'm going to go ahead and warn you with the the um, back of the box. It kind of gives away uh, one of the good parts of the movie a little bit, but whatever. Uh, I know. A group of campers on a weekend survival trip get a crash course in carnage when they encounter a psychotic killer who makes Friday the 13th look like Christmas morning. Clad in a straitjacket and wielding an assortment of deadly weapons, the Moonstalker lives up to his name as he slaughters the helpless campers one by one. Worse, he arranges the bodies in a chilling puppet theater for his own perverse amusement. It's up to Debbie, the only surviving camper, to bring the curtain down on the Moonstalker's ghastly performance if he doesn't get to her first. 1989, your thoughts. Okay, well, you know, on the surface, this movie has a, just from your plot even, has a huge blend of Friday the 13th Part 2, a little bit of Madman, and a little bit of Halloween when you see the movie and the POVs from the killer and all that kind of stuff. So, so like, and while this movie has, um, even though this movie has, like, potential unoriginality, I still really enjoyed the movie. Um I mean, those movies were successful for reasons, and those, those, or at least I enjoyed them for reasons. So I liked this little mashup of all of them. And I read this, and I don't know how true it is, but for 89, you might expect this to be shot on video. But it, since it was shot on film, again, it gives us, like, those early 80s vibes, like those the, 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 the picture quality. And this, it just made I me wonder, feel like— yeah, I wonder if it got canned for—like, if it, like, got canned for a while and then they put it out in 89. I don't know yeah, that, but no that's, what it feels, that's what it feels like. Definitely, definitely. And I, you know, I go back and forth on different time periods on with something shot on video or shot on film and knowing like what the quality should be and what to expect. But for an 89 movie, this definitely did not seem like an 89 movie. Um, no, not it, even and not just like the quality of the film, but like just the how everything is, how everything is filmed and the yeah. and just <clears throat> the whole storyline and how everyone acts. It does. It does not feel 89. It's it's a little too serious, I think, to be 89. Yeah. And while there are like way more characters in this movie than the entire Friday franchise in total, way too many. Um, that that does just mean we get like a ton of deaths. I think there's like 20 deaths in this movie. It's like an hour and a half movie with 20 deaths, so that's pretty cool. Um, I thought the music was pretty good, even though it got a little redundant at times. And the creepy at first is uh, the, the creepy. The killer at first is super creepy. Um, we'll talk into his like transition yeah, a little later. That's down. That's the downfall of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we talked. We we had, we you touched on it in the synopsis on the back of the box, but there's one scene in particular that is just haunting and there's a few scenes that made me jump and scream so um that's my initial thoughts what are yours um i've seen it twice i hadn't heard of it till 
um, this, well, not this year, but I guess maybe 2019, 2020, I heard of it. And I watched it, and I liked, I mean... It started off super strong, and then when it got to the ca- uh, the camp, it was it was it like it was still really good. And then at some point, it just kind of plateaued, and it kind of went downhill a little bit until the end with the what we'll probably talk about later. Uh, and then that that part was awesome. So yeah, and so and and to kind of preface this too for anyone listening, because we we might get a little lost on this one. There, like I said, there are tons of characters, and this movie has kind of like you don't really know what what's happening at first because um, there are three sort of scenes. Intro. Where the, there are like intros. three intros. Yeah. So there's and we'll get to them all a little more, but one of them is about just these random teenagers out here camping. Then another one is about this family on a little vacation camping. And then the bigger one is more about all these counselors at this like wilderness survival training camp kind of thing. And they aren't real. I don't think any of them are necessarily connected other than he's killing throughout these. No, they're only connected that he's there. They're in kind of the same area. I feel like. Yeah. And I think this is like somewhere in Nevada. So yeah, uh, it is. It's near like Reno, I think. So, so anyway, so yeah, so the movie kind of starts around and there's just these people bebopping and dancing in the snow around a campfire. Um, in front of a camp or like in the middle of nowhere. So you're kind of like, what's going on? And it's, it's, it's you're getting this streamlined POV shot of like somebody kind of walking through the snow and PS real quick. I was about to fall asleep in a good way. Cause it's like ASMR orgasms. Cause the crunch in that snow is surprisingly soothing as hell. And you hear it the whole movie. <laughs> so I really, um, but so, I mean, uh, then it's just basically people start walking into like they're dancing around. They leave the campfire. They go into their camper. And I mean, I guess they just start getting killed really quickly, like off kind of on screen and off screen. Is that what you re- recall? Like the like, first group, I don't recall really at all. Almost <laughs> like, I mean, I they're like really vague to me. You know, I think that the camper they sneak into might be his camper. I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe. They they sneak into a camper, and I'm pretty sure then, so they get into it, and then basically they just get killed. You see, like, an axe. You see an axe, like, playing outside the trailer wall, and then you're like, okay, well, I guess, you know, ho, 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 he's in their house, three little piggies, and he comes in there and just basically kills them. Um, But I don't know that you necessarily see it. You just hear them scream and see some blood and some stuff, but you know that they're probably dead. It's a horror movie after all. Yeah, and so, then we get to the second group, which is these yeah. parents, and man, that the, that guy is so annoying, the dad. Which guy? Oh, the dad? Yeah. 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 I'm not a huge fan of the dad, and this, the daughter is kind of a HBIC wannabe over here. I don't even uh, know. To- uh, totally wannabe. You could tell she just wants to be popular, and she's not. <laughs> and the, yeah, so it's basically a mom um and a dad and then they're two kids and they look like they're teenagers um yeah they are and they're just basically talking about like they're talking about how they want to go to california because they're not that far away and they don't want to be cold and they hate their lives and the mom is inside like trying to secretly watch soap operas under the blanket because she's not supposed to be doing it and she's like why can't we just use the microwave for the steaks and like no one wants to be there except for the dad and the dad is totally trying to pull off a clark griswold family vacation he's gonna they're gonna do all these things with barbecue and hamburgers they're gonna have this good old fun family experience and they're all just like this sucks yeah and then so we see someone pull up, and it is this that, older guy. 
Well, and, and the trailer he pulls up in is the one from the previous night. It wasn't right. I, I, right. I thought it was a coincidence. I thought maybe they all kind of looked like that. I don't know. I'm well, not. A I, yeah, I, I didn't notice it too much just because they all kind of look similar so to me but it, yeah so it is it is that trailer and um so basically he just kind of shows up as this little old man um and he just like starts chopping wood with an axe well, first like, said first the dad is like i don't she was like we have driven past like a million camp oh, spots yeah. and and we picked this one and now you're gonna be on it and the guy was well seemingly very nice to him mm-hmm. and it was like i'll park over here and you don't even see, like notice me but yeah. they st- but the, they start like they end up like asking him to come over and then hang out with him. Well, and yeah, right then he's also like, "I'll leave you alone." By the way, I raced my kid here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so forcing us on this issue. Like, so so there's this kid. Okay, well, where's the kid? Where is the kid? And why are you talking about it now? So, so you know, then they kind oh, of. Oh, and he's very obsessed with the fact they have a microwave. Oh, he's obsessed with their microwave oven. Yeah. Um, so much that he continues to call it a microwave oven. I mean, this is 1989, so it doesn't really seem like it's that far-fetched to have a microwave, but okay. Uh-huh. Exactly. I mean, Swanson had had their TV dinners now for how long now? <laughs> so, Hungry uh, man. Yeah, it's that. All of them. I mean, good Lord. So they kind of do their own thing for whatever, but then I think it's that night, um, you know, the dad starts to feel um, like – bad that the guy's over there by himself like he's talked about this kid and there is no kid so then he basically they invite him over and he starts talking to you know feeding on the the dad's kind of agenda here he's like oh your family's great like your kids are great oh my god this is a great food um and then all of a sudden he just talks starts talking about how he would like his feed his kid and like do these weird things like um he would like feed deer out of his hands and stuff like that um so he was also trying to co- comfort the family be like oh there's nothing out there because they're all thinking there's bears around here and all these things um so he's basically just trying to, to comfort them and then again we're, we're sort of getting back into this 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 son storyline so basically then he starts talking on and on about you know he's got this really cool new motorhome camper um which, uh, or no, sorry, the dads are talking about his new motor. I'm not bragging. I mean, God. Yeah, he's like, we got, yeah. Too many. It's got central heat, a microwave, an icebox, all these things. Um, but then I guess he starts, does this, does he start telling the story? Or is this the next day he starts telling the story about no, the, it's, about, it's, I think it's, a, I feel like everything happens that night. Yeah, so I guess then um, he does then start telling him about how his kid, then he this kid that he's mentioned a few times, got sick and got taken to the hospital, and they basically just say, he, and his his response is like he was never been the same again, and it's like okay, well, is he dead? You is he al- yeah, you almost feel like he he's telling a story about his dead son. That's he's, what like at first like I knew that it was probably gonna be the son because it sounded like it wasn't gonna you know that he was like gone or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, then basically. Um, this this night of this night of little campfire dinner is over and pot goes back to his camper and basically he walks into the camper and there is this motherfucker back there straight jacket and chained with a sack head and i'm just like no that's this and you know what i know we say jason's sack head is scary but like this and it because it's not really a sack it's like a um it's just yeah it's it's like like a a helmet you would wear like a soft helmet you would wear like in a one of those soft rooms at a mental 
mental hospital. Yeah, yeah well, and yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not a pure on sec. You're right, because like, it also gives me advice for anyone who's seen the movie Us, um, Pluto, which is um, the young boy's like alter ego, whatever, has this like sack on his head too. But it's more of an actual, it's more of an uh, a real designed head helmet sack thing. Yeah, so I mean, it's so creepy. It, 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 yeah, and that, and that in itself, which we'll get to later. Although, you know, we're not going to talk about this forever or anything, but soon enough, you'll, th- this whole thing will be a reason that the movie kind of goes downhill for me. Anyway. Same. Um, so then basically Pops pops on this, like, control mission or something. We still don't even know why he's back here. We just see teeth, like, gushing forward through the mouth hole, and he's, like, lusting, and he's, like— And he's like, they have a microwave. He's like, they have a microwave. He's So he's basically like, hey, um, go kill them. I'm going to unchain you. But just remember, I broke you out of the hospital and returned you home, and I can just as easily take you back or something. And, but that's what, he, that's what he's been doing. He's been having his son go and, like— kill campers and like bring back like their stuff yeah exactly so yeah. and and at this point too it's like this well you're like huh, i don't know this this whole family dynamic is a little little weird also so, his name is bernie and he does say that in like the beginning yeah he does when he's when he's talk so just fyi when we talk about bernie that's the guy's son with the sack head thing so yeah so basically, he unchain he he unchains him, but like or un undoes the chains, but leaves them on him. So he still has to carry around like <laughs> these chains and everything. I know um, it's like he, well, he's not a Menendez brother yet. I mean, like, exactly. Jesus. And, and so, also, like, even if he was, his dad's making him do all this stuff. But yeah. I digress. Anyway, I mean, well, he's doing it because he's literally having a, a lust gasm over a microwave oven. So well, I mean, but that's because of his dad. It's like. Yeah, he's, he's mentally handicapped. So, like, who's to blame here? He's just very, but he's very quiet too. Anyway, so basically, they let him go, and he walks off with the axe, I think. And then it flashes forward to the two kids, and they're just sitting there doing something. And the brother, and then they're in their little camper, and the brother's like, "Where are you going?" And she goes out, and I was like, "Okay, but where? You're literally in the snowy <laughs> woods, and it's not there's going to be a three bears bar where you get in free because you look like Goldie box. Like, yeah. get out of here, Goldie, get out of here. Like, what are you going to do? She's like, "I'm going to sit by the river and listen to music." Okay, well that's boring and also freezing. So, good luck listening to your Tiffany. I think she took like cigarettes or weed or something. She took cigarettes, yeah. Um, so there's that. So luck, the, luckily, that was lucky for. I mean, okay, the end for her is still not good, but it is lucky for her because what you're, what happens? Oh yeah, is like then, she's not there because he comes. Uh, Bernie comes and attacks the uh, people in that cabin. Oh my god. So. Well, not cabin. He's back in their camper, and you know then I'm, ha- I'm sorry, I meant camper. Yeah, they're having this conversation, and you're looking at them, and you can see the back window, and all of a sudden, he pops up behind this window and starts just crawling in the back camper window. Okay, that is like reason one I will never go camping. Well, I mean, I kind of hate nature at night and bugs, so maybe that's rule number three. Why I don't go camping? Someone's gonna crawl in. Uh, and I hate. Yeah, no, bug. Camping is ugh, and people that camp, I just don't get you. Yeah. Um, I well, mean, then, I just ugh, like why would ugh. right when he basically kills them, it, he it, he instantly like starts making eyes with the microwave in the ice box, and I'm like, okay, just loot it, kill him, and take it. Um, well, he does. Then he decapitates. Uh, well, we do know the little girl's name. Her name's Tracy, but uh, we never know the others' names. Her dad is decapitated. That's Harry. Harry and Vera are the parents. Okay, and then Vera, how is she killed? 
I think that isn't she just um, she, she just killed in the tent. I mean, in the, in I the guess, cabin. Yeah. And, and so is his, her uh, Tracy's brother or whatever. His and name. I don't even know how I forget how he was even killed, to be to be honest, as well. Um, I don't remember. Like, I'm sure it was with the axe. But <laughs> I mean, so this, the, the creepy part was him crawling in the back window yeah, when, yeah. when they're like in like and you know these old campers the window is where the bed is he literally just crawled into bed with them yeah <laughs> yeah um, so then he does he ta- what, what does he take their camper what does he take who's he bernie or the or yeah Pop? bernie so, starts dri- driving something doesn't he later on he starts driving like a truck and stuff this is, yeah. all, this is after transformation he hasn't transformed yet basically um but also, at the same time, uh, his dad has died of a heart attack, so. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're right. Hold on real quick. So, real quick. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, he gets back to, um, I don't know if he gets back, to which order this happens in. I think but he goes back to, like, his dad, like, his cabin. He goes back to his cabin, because then, or his camper, and he brings back, um, Actually, not yet. While he's killing the son, the girl the girl walks in, I think, and she finds everybody dead. So then he starts to chase her, and he does get their he gets their family car and chases her down and runs her over. That's what happens. Yeah, but that's 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 after he finds his dad, and also no, he, he, when he when he finds his dad, his dad dies with the microwave in his hand. So he takes the stuff back to his dad already, and his dad dies carrying. Yeah, it. and then his he dad kills has a heart. His dad has a heart attack and dies. Then he strangles someone named PJ before he runs over Tracy. Does he really? Um, yeah, because that's how he gets the truck. So I guess it's the person driving the truck. Okay, yeah, there are. I have a note. What basically? Why are there all these people, um, like, are you, out at night? And maybe then, yeah. So maybe he takes all his stuff back well, to PJ, his dad. I think PJ was on his way. Yeah, he takes, to the to the camp survival thing he takes all the stuff back to his 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 dad's house then his dad dies of a heart attack and then he just walks away and then that's when he changes out of his sack head into this like he takes the sack head off and he starts to look like um you don't see him you don't know it's him until he starts to kill again but he's like wearing aviators at night and like a cowboy hat yeah um it's 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 kind of creepy from like a serial killer standpoint but not creepy as like 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 you know, it'd be creepy if that was somebody walking to your house and you know the city or something. But the anyway, sackhead was far scarier. Far scarier, and then that's when he takes that truck and runs her ass down. Okay, um, then like right after he runs her down, he pulls up somebody else, and it's um, he's like, uh, and then they they're asking a question, and he's like giving them directions, and he speeds off in the middle of the response because like he's like yeah, it's four miles that way, and then he just like peels out and starts. Tearing ass across the Nevada snowy mountain here, trying to get. Um, I guess that girl that saw him that's going to that camp. I don't really, again. This is where it gets a little confusing. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm just like, there are too many people out and about in the snowy nowhere. Go back in your cars and camper and like go to sleep. Because there's a guy from Seattle that he kills with his cheers. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he did a lot. A lot of these people don't even have names, so that's another thing. Um. So I guess now, though, after this little weird hitchhiking in the mountains, snowy thing, they end up at this wilderness camp. Yeah, so we cut to these two guys that are up, I guess, like up the trail waiting on people to arrive so they can tell them which way to go. And 
like one of them seems like you know the nice guy and the other one's like just you know just there to fuck or whatever and the one that's and the one that is is the, like the nerdy looking one which is weird it's not what you yeah. would have expected the nerdy one and then i think that comes back later on but um yeah the nerdy does, one is definitely yeah. the creep uh-huh. I'm not saying that nerds can't be creeps, but that's not the trope that you would have expected in an right. 80s slasher movie. Oh, you know why? Because they changed the location. That's why they had to get out there and redirect them. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. So, um, and so, and then I, I don't know if he starts to impersonate counselors at this point to get into this. I don't even know why he's going to this camp. I mean, there's really no reason or explanation as why he ends up at this campground. Like for where no, all these yeah, are. there's no because like at least like Jason has a backstory of why he's killing the like you know like but this just is really just like um he's just crazy so he just wants to kill people. I mean it's not like they have a bunch of microwaves and TVs there that he can take. Well, they do have that supply shed full of like 700 weapons. I'm like, why is that there? I guess it's for the wilderness training, but um. Well, it's a little much, um, and when you consider those the two people that are very much into S and M and stuff, then I guess it makes sense. But or because like did because they, they, he finds his his home, but is that home part of the counselor's camp or is that just separate? Uh, if it is, they never explain it, so it doesn't matter. Okay, because I think that's where all the weapons were. But I thought that they had called that like the supply shed or something, but maybe yeah. not. No, no, I think they did because I didn't ever think of it as his house. But if they did, they had a, they made they did a shitty job telling us. So yeah, and then so now at this camp, you know, we see all these different camps, and we kind of it kind of reminds me of Mash, to be honest, the way it's all set up. <laughs> if anyone's yeah. ever seen Mash, but um, then it's still snowing and everyone's walking around, and I started laughing because at this point, every time that people start running in the snow, every now and then, sometimes they'll squish the snow and it'll sound like a little wet fart, and it just made me like the five year old and me laugh every time. <laughs> It wasn't as soothing. It was like, <laughs> sorry. So, so what? What? This is where it kind of goes off track too, because you don't have fun. There's not really too much fun to be had at the camp. Because you know, okay, the the people that were directing people, more people come. They all turn down the nerdy guy, whatever, and they all go down to sit at the fire. Where, by the way, uh, the guy who tells the story of Bernie. Longest story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, so imagine the story from Friday the 13th Part 2 when they're sitting around the fire. And then imagine the story from Mad Men when they're sitting around the fire. But then... Multiply that. Multi- yeah. yeah, multiply that by like five. Like it's five, it's, it's the it's longest ridiculous. story about a maniac who's killed campers at a nearby campground. And I don't even know if it's – I mean I assume it's supposed to still be Bernie because, I mean, I'm assuming at this point we realize that the, his father had unleashed him multiple times to do this. And it's sort of an urban legend at this point, but it is right. true. But there um, is no, there, Now, there is a house, though, that later on when the – okay, well, okay – I'm going to get, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it, but then we can go back. But, um, so there's those two people that really like to play hard with each other, like that couple. You mean, and, the, Ram, mean the Rambo, Linnea Quigley? Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, but, but like Marcy, one of but... them, one, like the, the dude, he's like, well, I got to go do this. And he just like leaves her there. And then she's, you know, doing weird moves. Like she's looking in a mirror and then, for some reason, the cute guy she's, and she's practicing with her whip. Well, okay, and the cute she's guy up like a commando. <laughs> more like yeah, like Red Sonia. But um, <laughs> so the cute, the cuter guy, and this girl go off, and he keeps telling her to be careful because if she gets her clothes wet, it's 
going to be cold or whatever. And of course she falls into the creek. So they find this house. They find this house for them to go into to like get warm and like dry her clothes off. And he before they go in, he there's like a pile. She's like, "Where did that pile of wood come from?" And he just so nonchalantly just like goes, goes, "Must be wood burning cut up." Like what? Like he says it like it's a fact. It's like. Do you is do you know that that's Bernie's house and you're well, just like they do, up they, in it? They do because part of his story that he told them the second part of the story. So he talks about this maniac that's been killing people, and then he goes back in time even further and tells them that and that there was this family and his there was a boy named Bernie and his family was kicked out of this house because they were trying to turn this entire area into like a parks and rec area. Yeah, but, uh, but what I'm so, saying is, so, no, so he's just he's just making the joke. The he's like, oh, probably something that Bernie did. See, he's trying, but I oh, didn't I didn't get it like that. That's not well, how I received that I received it as as like he was saying that as fact. Well, he and maybe I, since was, he's a bad actor, I think he was trying. Yeah, I think it was him being a bad actor. He's trying because this is the nerdy one, I think, and he's trying to like get in her pants, and we don't know that. So I think it's bad acting and bad directing and bad everything. But I think he's trying to flirt with her, get her scared because he's telling her not to get wet. I mean, get out of here. Everyone in this movie is taking showers, <laughs> having sex, and I'm like, it's a hundred degrees below zero, and you all are just walking around wet and naked the whole movie. I don't get it. And yeah, we're, I think we should go over the kills just at the end. Like we can, movie. yeah, because we're gonna because we're we've already mi- like missed a couple. Yeah, people. and, and um, there's no reason to go through every single one of them until right. like, go through them all at once. But um, because right, bef- right, right before this scene, like right, we're right during this scene or right before this scene, um, there's another couple having sex in a tent, and he pulls out a fucking Friday the Thirteenth Seven tent rip, charges through the tent, and starts slashing them to death minus the sleeping bag kill but and he, he also does uh the thing they also have the kill where the water is too hot i was wondering i, I put what the hell happened to that girl in the shower why does she yeah. pass out and scream it's because, and, it's because well the hey the water is hot i thought maybe he'd put acid or something because then immediately the guy well, in may, oh, yeah, well maybe but i, I mean they I wouldn't explain if he's an alchemist so that was the time period that they they all always thought that water would kill people if it could get too hot which is uh, okay I mean, only also, especially that... since it's out in the fucking woods where it's snowing. Yeah, I'm so sure. How how hot could the water get? I mean, it made sense. The only scene that's ever made sense to in my entire life that I think is um, they tried to do it in Valentine the re- the movie, but then he ends up yep. drilling her. But then in um, one of the Halloweens, is it four? Two. Where, two. In two, where he drowns her in that skull, and that scared me of hot yeah. for life. But yeah. that might happen. But honestly, I don't know that a hot tub could actually get hot enough to kill you. No, wouldn't that be a, no, no, be a safety feature? <laughs> it would be. It would be at all times. And not even Halloween 2 is that possible. Oh, you know what? He does, He does like, break the He does like break the control valve. It doesn't measure. matter. It doesn't well, matter. I'm it's just saying. It, they it's tr- not hot. <laughs> So yeah, you know, she it is scalded. Yeah, one of the one of the kills says scalded in the shower. So it's not acid. It is just because it was hot. Yeah. So, uh, around this time, the police are starting to show up because, um, the, I guess they had found the either the other campers from the beginning or the family. I'm assuming, I think it's because they found the family. I think they found the family as well. Yeah. They were in a, they were in a, a designated area. And so then they show up and then this guy who's clearly the, the uh, cop that took a case hard and is now an alcoholic shows up. And I, that's, I mean, that's who I think he is. You're right. The guy that shows up. Um, I think so. Um, I mean, like, cause they wouldn't let him in that much to a crime scene if he wasn't a cop. So I'm a say, or um, like, I feel like 
he had so uh, maybe he had worked the Bernie case before and it had gotten to him, and so now he's like an alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, he, he must have worked the Bernie's case because he re- he definitely. Oh, you know, they end up at pops because he definitely recognizes pop. And also, and he, and, he, point- and he knows he knows that. Then he opens the camper and he basically realizes, yeah, Bernie's not in here. Bernie's on the loose, so he knows what's going on. Yeah, and also the um, the sheriff makes some comment. Where like he assumes he's like I don't know I don't I don't it, it can't be Bernie it's probably just some junkie what, what? why would you assume that the killer is just a junkie like some just a, junkie it's, it's war yeah. on drugs the war on great, drugs subconsciously great, great cop like um yeah the, that's not the if if someone was a junkie I highly doubt that they'd be spending their time killing people they'd probably be spending their time go out and trying to score heroin or whatever I mean, like, exactly like they're no they're like I, I mean and you're probably not gonna find a lot of drugs um at like camp at like places where people are camping or like you know families uh, that are well, camping. Families maybe but i was like oh, no, no, no. Maybe, well maybe the first people and like maybe you'd find you'd find weed and stuff but like yeah, junk. I would. I would never call that someone. Would, well, that I mean, you know, maybe yes, yeah, maybe one person there had, but it would have heroin. <laughs> but that's not the first place you go to score. You would not go to the snowy middle. Yeah, you'd, you'd be like, Madison. uh, I live like I'm in. I'm basically in Las Vegas. I'd go to I'm Reno. In, Reno I'm in Reno. I'm instead of like going down the strip in Las Vegas, I'm gonna go to a, a horrible. Off the tr- uh, you know, off the beaten tr- track or whatever, like a wilderness, camp, camp. wilderness count- counselors training and buy some heroin. I mean, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, it, and then I and then I made a note that said that dead guy's face looked normal to me, but I don't know what I was talking about. So I think it. I'm, I, well, I think I think it's. Well, we'll get to that. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, but part of the story too, when that little nerd guy and that girl are all going around, and he's they they go off together and stuff. At one point, he goes, he goes, "Oh, you really like me?" And she says something. Um, he knows how to. She goes, he's, he, she goes, he knows, she goes, yeah, you know how to drink out of a wine out of a Boda. And I was like, well, I drink Boda boxes while they're uh-huh. going out of extinct, so she must like me too. But I also drink black boxes. I drink Kirkland's Costco boxes. I can drink any wine out of any box, so maybe she'll like me too. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, <laughs> to me too, and the reason that it gets confusing, and it probably it's going to be one of our shorter episodes, I'm assuming, because I don't know if we have that much more to talk about. So, uh, you always say that, and we always do. We're good. Well, we you're welcome. Well, you're welcome, everyone. If this is a shorter one, so, um, but like, you don't get to like know the characters well enough to give a shit. Even like the ones that run into that cabin, uh, presumably Bernie's cabin, um. And like you get, to, you're supposed to get be able to get to know them. I think they're wanting to do some character development with them. Oh, oh it doesn't I think really work. Yeah, I think that's Bobby and Victoria. And then um, Bobby and Victoria do end up running into Bernie at one point, and he's like five feet away, and he like just launches this dagger or something, or maybe yeah. it's like a little, maybe it's a little hand axe. I don't know, but it hits him right in the forehead. And I know I've even seen still images of this, and I, I took wrote her down. That girl does not even react to it a dagger or an axe being thrown into her whatever's forehead from like five feet away. And then she just goes and runs. And like, I think she, um, gets in a car, tries to get into a couple cars, but, um, 
that scene made me scream because she gets into the car and it finally does start. And I'm like, oh, God, he's going to be behind her. She's been running too long. He's already hiding for, from her. And yeah. then this this hand comes into the window and I screamed, but he's on top of the car. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And then I think we're getting to. Yeah, we're getting to the part. your part. So I'll, I'll, so, let you, I'll let you go into this part because you warned me about this and it was incredible. Yeah. So the the guy that's um, maybe a cop, we don't know, that's taking the case too hard. The one we were talking about earlier, he knows it's he knows it's Bernie. So he's like gone rogue and it's like <laughs> looking. Yeah, he's like looking for him. And Roger. so he, he comes up to um, this where he thinks he comes up to this campsite and they're playing she'll be coming around the mountain there it sounds like people singing she'll be coming around the mountain and he sees these these uh people from the back and their heads are just like swaying back and forth dancing, like with their arms around dancing, each other singing like yeah they're very into the, they're very into this like bonding exercise or bt dubs you would not be you'd be singing something more fun than she'll be coming around the mountain but anyway Says so, you, that's a bop from the past. And I sing that I sing that at least that song and someone's in the kitchen with Dinah all the time. Get out of here. You think she'll be coming around the mountain all the time? Um, all the time. When I walk out of the shower, I don't usually use the and word And you mountain, thought I, that Jeff was going to divorce you over boarding so, house? Well, it's, he's not here when, when I do that. <laughs> I'm, singing to, I'm, singing, I'm singing to my cat. I'm like, I'll be coming out of the bathroom when I come. Woo, woo. I'll be oh, going well, to feed my okay. kitty when I come. I, I, do, I do sing this. I do sing, he likes the potty. He likes He likes the potty. Oh, my I, God. Oh, my God. We, we are the weirdest pet or, owners. Or, uh... My my girl wants to potty all the time, potty all the time, potty all the time. Oh so exactly. So I sing okay, back back to this. Sorry. Back to this. Uh, I I sing a lot of songs to my animals. So, yeah. Um, me too. But or I just change the lyrics to have Steve's name in them. But yeah. um, okay. Sorry. Um. <laughs> so uh. Okay, so he walks up and he sees these people swaying back and forth, and then he realizes that he first he sees the stereo, like the boombox or whatever that's playing the song. Yeah, yeah. And then he sees this little board that's mm -hmm. has that's attached to a rope, and it's just like it's it's pulling them back and forth. And then when he comes in front of them, that's all the dead campers. All the dead campers. It's so creepy. If if there's any reason to watch this movie, it's for that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes, and but it's then on. Also, but it's then on YouTube. It's on YouTube for anyone asking. And it's not a horrible, horrible quality because I think it's about the same quality as it was when it came out, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, and then, so Bernie's in the tree, though. Bernie's in the tree, and the reason it's also moving is because that girl that he just got in that car is strung up and hung, and she's bouncing up and down, which is making them move. Right, yeah. It's like a pulley system. Yeah. And so, what exactly? Something happens, and it ends up killing. Oh, he throws a spike down. He which throws a big is, javelin at him, which yeah. Which just so happens to puncture through the... His entire body. Cop, whatever guy. Yeah. And then, so when that guy gets, dies, because he's trying to get the girl down, he's like pulling. Yeah. So when that happens, um, it makes her drop and she dies. So. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, he's over here like Buffy the Vampire Slayer couldn't throw a spear through a vampire as easily as Bernie. Bernie, one arm hanging out of a you tree. Have to, and you have to be really strong, <laughs> like getting that through someone's whole body. I mean, I couldn't even get it through a t-shirt. Let's be real. I, I know. <laughs> I mean, like especially at that angle. Again, he's not 
it's not like it's some zombie. I or, probably or couldn't vampire. even get it. I could probably get and throw it at the ground and get it to stick. I mean, I like could, I couldn't get it sticking in inches of snow. <laughs> I mean, so then I get right after that, it kind of cuts again to the, um, I guess the following morning. And yeah, Ron and it, Debbie. And it's the sheriff and another, I think it's his two sheriffs. I don't know. It's two cops. And they're right. Well, I mean, right after that, it's, uh, um, I still think it's Ron and Debbie before that morning, to be honest, because we still have that little final chase scene with Ron. Um, Oh yeah, this is where this is where I totally zoned out because it's a long chase scene. So I it's a long chase scene, and then it's kind of confusing because at one point, um, like I don't, um, you think that she kills, like you think she kills Bernie. I think, um, I think she thinks she shoots him at some point, but then at one other point, she's like walking around in somewhere, and like this head comes out of nowhere, and she like stabs it in the neck with the machete or something like and it's like oops you accidentally killed the wrong person because like that trope was not totally overused at that point but it was trending so heavily so that other cop um she kills like uh, she like cuts his head off or something or stabs him in the neck or something um yeah. the next morning and then like you know she you think that she shoots whatever and then um, the guy she was with gets, gets, gets impaled with an axe or something too. But then the next morning is what you're talking about, I think. And there's all the cops are there. There's ambulances everywhere. And the worst actress, well, one of the worst, well, the worst actress in the movie, at least, is the female cop. The female sheriff so, cop girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, horrible. And so she's like trying to act like a macho, I guess, like walking around like she has, she, she walks around like she has like a bit, like, you know, a, what, what's it called? Um, the tobacco in her cheek. Well, and she's got that. Out. That's yeah, how she's she got walks that. Around. She's got that huge, thick leather bomber jacket on. Like she's just like she's trying to be even harder than the sheriff in like misery. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So <laughs> like, she what? and she walks up to one ambulance and she, they say something to her, and then she like, of course, you know, she has to hit the side of the car. Like, okay, go on. Yeah. I, I, then, on, your, on your way, partner. Yeah. And then the, that's a slumber party. Oh. Um, so then, uh, but then another car comes through and she's like, okay, go. Cause I, is it, is, is it in a sheriff's car? Oh, well, before we get to the ambulance, the final thing on the ambulance, she's talking to this person in the ambulance and, uh, there's two people in the back of them. Uh, Debbie's one of them. And I forget the other one might be Taylor, but we, uh, that's just for my, with my memory, but I don't remember who Taylor really is. But then she goes to around the ambulance after she talks to the guy and she's, and they're like writhing around in there. And hell the people that the, the paramedic would ever put them in straight jackets. And all of a sudden Debbie like lunges towards oh, the, Oh yeah. Towards the window. Yeah. And like starts screaming and like, she, clearly she's crazy now or, you know, needs some, well, she probably just needs like some sedatives to be honest. And she'll probably, you know, have PTSD for life, but you know, Hey, uh, at least she's alive. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> final girl, final girl's syndrome here. Um, and then that's when she hits the car and like, hey, hey. but then, yeah, uh, an SUV comes down and it's like a sheriff's car that you're talking about next. Yeah. And she's like, go on. And it's uh, Bernie. It's so, Bernie. Cause you can see his, yeah. And he just drives and away. I, I love how he's insane and has been in a straitjacket most of his life, but he can uh, drive any car. Yes. Like what? All so, these things. Uh, and he's very calm. And he's like, I don't know. He seems like he's friggin' like, I don't know, like some sort of like, some, like he's like walking all 
hunched over and creepy when he has a straitjacket and his hood on. But then when he turns into Aviator McGee, then he's just some sexy, straw-chewing, I don't know, sex killer. I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> so there were 20, well, actually 21 deaths, but that's because I'm counting um, uh, the dad. But Oh, so, yeah. So we have... A lot of these don't have names. So we have a male camper that was killed by Bernie with an axe, a female camper killed by Bernie with an axe. Then there's two more female campers that were killed by Bernie, doesn't say how, and then a male camper killed by Bernie. Yeah, there's a lot of off-screen deaths. Yeah, then Ben Bromley, which is uh, Bernie's dad, dies of a heart attack. Pop. Tracy's father, which you know his name, I didn't. Harry. Uh, Harry, decapitated by Bernie with an axe. Uh, Vera is her name. Vera, yeah, Vera, Vera, okay. yeah. The mom of Tracy, she's it just says she's killed by Bernie, and then the brother's killed by Bernie. PJ strangled by Bernie with a chain. Tracy is run over by Bernie. Guy from Seattle <laughs> killed by Bernie. Hey, it was the shears. Hey, question: When, when, whenever he kills that guy with the chain, PJ, does he take his? Is that his clothes that he takes for him and starts yeah. wearing? Oh, okay, yeah. I got you. That's why. Okay. Um, Jane killed by Bernie. Okay. Marcy, legs cut off by Bernie with an that axe. Was, that was a fucking That's, awesome scene. Yeah. Um, uh, Regis, which is her boyfriend, I think. Yeah, that's her, yeah. He shot gets, in the mouth by Bernie. He, yeah, he walks in. When he walks in and sees Marcy, like, laying there, he thinks that she's kind of playing something. He grabs her legs to kind of, like, I guess, put them over her head and, like, start going at it with her. Yeah, and then her legs rip off where, because he... Um, cause in the previous scene with Marcy, like my second or third favorite death in the movie, she says something about off at the legs or off at the knees. Well, Bernie swings the ax and cuts both her legs off in one fell swoop. And, and she just kind of like falls over. I thought about kids. I have no legs. I have oh no god. legs. Oh my god. I hate <laughs> you. That guy on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then Bree just gets things in sex capades and pulls her legs off and starts getting like beat with them and then shot in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. then Sophie is scalded in the shower by Bernie. Ugh, so annoying. Well, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid to take a shower now, so just so you know. Oh, well, that's just your excuse. Like, if, I turn, if I turn the heat all the way to level Mordor, then maybe I'm going to die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Accidental. Chet is stabbed in the chest by Bernie with an axe. Bobby has a knife thrown into his forehead by Bernie. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vicky's hung on a tree by Bernie. Ron, um... Is stabbed in the head by Bernie with an axe, and how do you stab somebody with an axe? It doesn't have on here the um the the like the javelin kind of thing, but the deputy accidentally stabbed in the neck by. Oh, you're right. It doesn't have the that that weird detective who got um fucking buffied. But it has deputy accidentally stabbed in the neck by Debbie with a machine. Yeah, that was it. He like pops they, it in a window. So I guess there were actually 22 deaths because they didn't put in the one with the guy being. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, there were so many people in this movie. It's we don't blame anyone for losing track. Yeah. So, um, what what would you rate this? I'm gonna give it either a solid three to three and a half. Like I know it's not super original. I know there's a lot of characters, but at the end of the time, end of the day, I was never bored. Um, the acting was not terrible, and like, yeah, well, maybe more towards a three because a lot of those scenes are just like they're just like thrown together from all sorts of other things and other movies, and. Um, but I wasn't bored ever, and I definitely recommend it. And especially if you want – some people really just like watching old feel slasher movies, and this has everything you need, I think. So f- yeah. I'm going to give it a three. What about you? I give it in between a two, two and 2.75 and a three. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's, re- I, I, I don't know how many times I'd watch it again, but like, I probably will watch it again. And I, I do suggest you watch it at least once, especially for that. Um, for that, for that one scene um, yeah. coming around the mountain. No, and if I had this on, I don't usually think about going to YouTube to watch t- movies. So, but if I had this in physical format, I would probably have it on in the background more often yeah, um, I could see that because it's got some pretty good dialogue. That because like if you if you start trying to wonder what the hell's going on, you get a little bit lost in some of their dialogue, and you, I think that you might miss some fun some fun quotes. That um, so I'm gonna watch it again pretty soon. Well, in my again. mind, I'd forgotten the whole beginning. Like it, it could have just started with the family for all I remembered. Exactly, exactly. I thought it did. I thought it did because I, I rewatching this in preparation for this episode. I um, hadn't seen it since I think last. You know I what? Know, I actually like think I had to. Fall. I had to exit out of it and go back in because I thought I was watching the wrong movie. Well, and, and neither movie were were about werewolves. I don't like the title of this movie, but um, well, he's the Moonstalker. He's the moon. He's well, I guess he's. And you know that you know they were gearing that up to have a sequel because he's in. You know he's still still alive, so they probably you know wanted hit wanted the name Moonsucker to be like the next Jason or Freddy or something. You know what? We need to start a little campaign here to fund movies for sequels. Like this needs a sequel. Hide and, and go, go shriek. Hide and go shriek needs a sequel. Um, there's another one. Yeah, I can't remember. But, but whatever, we'll come back to that later. But <laughs> maybe Killer Party, I don't know. I was going on about how there needs to be sequels. Yeah, Killer Party needs a sequel, which starring my fave. No, but there's another one that's like obviously set up to have a sequel and it doesn't. Yeah, we got to figure this out. Um, we got to find a way. We can do it. Um, but is there any trivia on this that you have or that you know? No. <laughs> you said no. Well, in her. And her downtrodden response, I promise you guys, this isn't a terrible movie. <laughs> she, no. <laughs> well, I mean, there just isn't. Because it, it isn't, you know, I mean, it's not bad by any means. It's just that not many people know about it. Um, and the only, like, I guess the only fun fact is that the guy that plays Bernie has is, like, real famous, pretty much. He's, like, been in... A bunch of episodes. He was in General Hospital for a really long time. time. He's been in a lot of soap operas. He was on Seinfeld. He's been on, uh, yeah, he was also on, like, Days of Our Lives. He played Snake. And he was on an episode of uh, Dexter. So he's done done a lot of stuff, so. Yeah, and then this is also pretty interesting, I think, from a slasher's uh, perspective. I don't really, other than Iced, but like, there's not a lot of slashers that take place in the snow, let alone the like a snowy camp. Like at least in Ice, they were at a resort. Um, there's other like resort slasher movies for for snowing and skiing, but this is the first like snow. Because you wouldn't usually have a fucking camp survival course <laughs> when it's fucking snowing outside. Well, it's a wilderness survival, so that's why they had to survive in all climates here. Okay, I make, I'm making it make sense, and the, all the fashion and all the fur hood coats, like uh, fur neck lines. Um, but I mean, if if that's all we got, then I'm gonna say stay gagged on the sweet, sweet sounds of snow crunching. Stay gagged on the <laughs> on that boombox. <laughs> stay gagged on sackheads and straight jackets. Stay gagged on uh, all those all those steaks that the dad wanted to prepare. Stay gagged on Rambo Linnea Quigley. Yeah, just stay gagged and uh, stay gagged on microwave ovens, and also stay gagged on singing your song, singing songs to your pets. Yeah, always do that because if you're and, not, and, 
Yeah. Then you're making a mistake. And one of the songs I sing, it's real short. I'm going to do it real quick. Um, I even got to the point where I'd sing it so much when I first met my husband that I'd sing it in another room and, I, and I'd and I'd like walk in and he'd be mouthing like he knew the lyrics. It was and it goes, Merlot Jaca, Merlot Jaca, meow meow meow. Purr, purr, purr. Gimme belly rubbins. Gimme super lubbins. Purr, purr, purr. That's it. Mine is a, my, one of mine was Rocky is my friend. He is my sunshine. He, well, okay, that was the first verse. But the second verse is Rocky does my taxes. Rocky does my lawn work. Rocky picks me up from school every Wednesday. Rocky does, cleans my house. Oh Rocky my God. does my dusting and he is a sweet boy. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Stay gagged and all of us singing pet songs. And if that doesn't inspire you to want to do a Kickstarter or GoFundMe for us to have our own band, then I don't know what does. <laughs> but, uh, and then stay gagged on following us on social media and YouTube. Oh, and TikTok now. Oh, yeah. We got a TikTok now, too. So let's gag all yeah. over that. Gag, gag me with a knife podcast. All one word. Hells, yeah. All, all right, right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Dang it, dang, dang, ding it, dong, ding, blue moon.